You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Hey everyone, I'm your host Emily and welcome to Sideline Edit. Here I'll be curating and breaking down what's trending in the world of sports on and off the field. I'll leave you with just the right amount of information so that you can join in on any sports conversation and not feel totally lost. You'll know what the big game of the week was, what event to be on the lookout for next, what team is hot, who had the best game day fit, because trust me, the game day fashion is elite. And I'll also just be filling you in on who some of these main characters are so that you can get a better understanding of why I and so many other people out there are just so obsessed with the world of sports. And I always say, I truly think sports are the best reality TV out there. And so I'm excited for you to see that too. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, happy Monday and welcome back to another episode of the Sideline Edit Podcast. I'm your host, Emily, and thank you for being here. And as you probably know, we are in wildcard weekend, super wildcard weekend of the NFL playoffs. And recording here right now, Monday morning, we've only had four of the games so far since that Buffalo Steelers game got postponed, which I will touch on that definitely in this episode, but we still have two games tonight. And so I'm only covering those four games that we have had so far, but there's a lot in these four games. I'm going to do a quick rundown just of these games and then add in some more like human interest elements because the playoffs just, it's a different league. It truly is. Teams play different in the playoffs, like the emotions around the playoffs. There's just a lot, I feel like, behind the scenes more than just the actual games. And so I want to dive in and give you that context for that. And I also have some game day fits because people step it up in the playoffs. And not only do we have game day fits, but we also have some fits that celebrities were wearing and the, I want to say creative genius behind them. A little tidbit, just more on her and the cool pieces of clothing she is making for people to rep their favorite sports teams. So let's go ahead and dive in with our first game of the weekend, which was our Saturday day game, the Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans. I remember this was the game that I was like, I don't know who I want to win. I want them both to win. And the Houston Texans dominated this game. And both of these teams, I feel like have had such a good storyline all season, with the Browns getting Joe Flacco as their quarterback in the middle of the season. And I was expecting more from Joe. He is a very veteran playoff quarterback. Him and Tom Brady are actually currently tied with the most road wins in a season. And so if he had won this game, he would have beaten Tom Brady's record. And so just To be in any kind of record with Tom Brady, I feel like speaks to, okay, this guy's been around a while and has been in the postseason many times in his career. 
But I feel like with this game, the main storyline was just how complete of a team the Houston Texans are. They have rookie quarterback that I've talked about so much this season, CJ Stroud in there, and he is just cool, calm, and collected. In interviews during the game, like you can't rattle this man. He is just so confident that they are a Super Bowl contending team, even when nobody else considered them all season. I think even now people are like, good story, but probably won't go to the Super Bowl. And he doesn't even know this is his first time doing it all. It's a rookie, but yet he just has this confidence in his team. And he is now the youngest starting quarterback to win a playoff game since 1950. And I feel like I haven't talked about their coach too much either, but also young. D'Amico Ryans is in his 30s, and this is his first year being a head coach. And I mean, C.J. Stroud is the clear winner right now for Offensive Rookie of the Year. D'Amico Ryans is definitely in talks for Coach of the Year. And I do still feel like the Joe Flacco story is a good story. He's my vote for Comeback Player of the Year. I mean, he started the season just watching the games on his mom's couch in New Jersey and throwing the football with his brother at home on Sundays. Just all the awards for both of these teams. And then, of course, our Saturday night game was the Miami Dolphins at the Kansas City Chiefs. And when the Dolphins and the Bills were playing to see who would have to play in this game, I mean, that was just so high stakes because it is hard to go to Kansas City and play a playoff game there. And how cold it was, negative 30 with the wind chill. I mean, the Miami Dolphins having to go in to do that. I feel like if you've never been in that cold of weather, like you can't breathe. Like it is a different level of cold. I'm sure you've probably seen the pictures floating around of the head coach of Kansas City, Andy Reid. His mustache was frozen. He had icicles on his mustache. It is just so cold. And for Miami, like there is nothing they can do to simulate how cold it is. Like there's nothing they can do to prepare for it other than going to a cold place and practicing, which honestly they should have done. But granted, it's a very quick turnaround. They didn't know they were going there until the week before. In my mind, there's like no way that they could have been up to their normal level in this game. And we saw these teams play against each other earlier in the year. I believe it was the Germany game. And that was a competitive matchup. Whereas this one just was not. I feel like the bottom line is they just couldn't get on a roll. Like they just were not their normal selves. And I feel like watching this game, the quarterback for the Dolphins, Tua, just was struggling. He had a lot of underthrown throws where He just didn't have enough power in his arm. And I think he kind of struggles with that in general. But then also with it being cold and just compounding of everything, high pressure situation, just definitely not the Dolphins day. The Dolphins are still a young team. I think they definitely have potential next year. And you might have seen that Taylor Swift was, of course, at this game cheering on Travis Kelsey. And I want to take a moment to acknowledge her jacket because it was 
cool, different Brittany Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes wife also had a similar jacket on. And not only did they have the similar jacket on, but also Taylor Lautner of Twilight. He had a similar jacket on when he went to the Lions game. And I want to take a moment to acknowledge the maker of this jacket, which is Kristen Juszczyk, which you probably have heard of her husband, Kyle. And he is a great football player for the San Francisco 49ers. And she makes the coolest pieces using jerseys, using football jerseys. And you should go to her Instagram page. I saved it. It's right now up on my stories. And Kristen's page just has all these really cool pieces she's made for herself for other people I love that now Taylor Swift is giving her a little bit more acknowledgement I think we can appreciate that from Taylor Swift that things like this like she's allowing this person to share the really cool art that she has been creating and so I love that but the other part of the story which I loved is because basically videos and pictures of Taylor Swift wearing this jacket were going all around the internet and her husband Kyle who is an all-pro, full-back, like very well-regarded football player for the 49ers, right now the number one team in their division. He is going around and finding all of these posts that people are posting of Taylor Swift, and he is online tagging his wife, saying that she made them, making sure that she gets her credit for all these posts of Taylor Swift wearing this jacket and everyone just saying, oh, cool jacket, Taylor Swift. This man is taking his time to comments and saying, that's my wife's work. Like, check out Kristen's account. He is at home on his bye week just commenting away, making sure that his wife gets her rightfully deserved recognition. Another thing I want to say about this Kansas City game is that this was on Peacock. And so a lot of people were mad that you could not watch this game on NBC. It was on Peacock exclusively, but this was the most streamed event in U.S. history and had an audience of 23 million viewers. The NFL just dominates TV in general. I believe I saw this stat the other day, and I think I posted it on my story, but 97 of the 100 top viewed any television programs in America of 2023 were NFL games. I think a lot of people are like, oh, people don't care about the NFL. Taylor Swift made the NFL relevant. But if you look at just TV, stats would say otherwise. It is still just such a huge part of our culture. And then on to Sunday, we were supposed to have the Steelers-Bills game. They got rescheduled, and I'm going to touch on that at the end of the episode. But then the second game ended up being the first game of the day was the Green Bay Packers at the Dallas Cowboys. And the Dallas Cowboys in recent history are kind of notorious for looking great during the regular season, getting to the playoffs, even with a good seed, and then not winning in the playoffs. And I think going into this game, everyone's like, oh, well, that's not going to happen this year. They're playing at home. They're a top seed team. They're playing the Green Bay Packers, who, great story, but just not as experienced of a team. And Green Bay Packers went in to Dallas and they blew them out. They ended up beating them 48 to 32, which seems close, 
but Green Bay took out their star quarterback, Jordan Love. Once they were up enough, they took him out. I mean, in the second quarter of the game, it was already 27 Green Bay to zero Dallas. And so truly from the start, like Green Bay just dominated this game. The Dallas quarterback, Dak Prescott, really struggled. And in his post-game conference, he said, I sucked tonight. Like I was just not good, not good enough. If you're a Dallas fan, I'm sure this was extremely disappointing. But personally, as somebody who does not like the Cowboys, I was loving it. I can't lie. And I think a lot of people were loving it just because, one, like you want to root for the Green Bay Packers. Like I said, they're the youngest team in the playoffs. You have Jordan Love. You have Matt LaFleur. They've really like rebuilt this team, I think, especially after... This is their first year with Aaron Rodgers gone and Aaron Rodgers kind of left being like, oh, I don't think this team is going to get me to my next Super Bowl and I'm over them. And now they're coming back and they're going into the next round of the playoffs. I just love a good upset, especially when it's the Cowboys. It's just cherry on top. And then our fourth and final game that we've had so far in these playoffs was the Los Angeles Rams at the Detroit Lions. And I've touched about just how major this playoff game is for the Lions. They have been bad the past, let's say, 30 years. They've been pretty terrible. And so one, just winning their division, which they hadn't done in decades, was a huge deal. And now being able to host a playoff game, obviously a big deal. They kept showing somebody on the screen whose name was Benjamin Cap, and this was his 66th year being a Lions season ticket holder. This man is 89 years old. And so I love it for people like that who have stuck by this team and them being so bad with zero and 16 seasons. And now this is their moment. And we also had the backstory of just the quarterback trades with these two teams. And so Matthew Stafford, who is now with the Rams, and then Jared Goff, who's now with the Lions, they were traded for each other a couple of years ago. But basically, these two quarterbacks swapped. And the big storyline here was with Jared Goff, basically like LA being like, oh, you're not good enough. Like you're not going to get us where we want to be. Like that's why we want Matthew Stafford because he can get us a Super Bowl, which he did. But basically the storyline with this because the Lions came out with the win, the ending, the bow on top with this was Dan Campbell, the head coach for the Lions who played for the Lions as a player and now head coach of this team. He gives Jared Goff the game winning ball And he says, Jared Goff, you are enough for the people of Detroit. And I feel like that was just like the perfect way to summarize it up, saying that you're good enough for Detroit, Jared Goff, because basically that's how the Rams made him feel. They made him feel like he wasn't good enough. He wasn't going to get them there. And now he does it against them in this game, winning this game, and I mean, the people of Detroit were going crazy. The last time the Lions won the playoffs was 1992, 32 years ago. I personally was not alive during that time. I mean, if you watched the game at all or watched coverage afterwards, tears. Everybody is crying in that stadium. Such a pure moment. And not only that, now they get to host next weekend, 
which is exciting. They get to do it again, host another playoff game at home. And so exciting for the people of Detroit. One thing I wasn't too happy for them with was just how badly they booed Matthew Stafford returning there just because he did ask for the trade at the time, but he also like he was there when they weren't doing well. And so he's lived it and then coming in and being booed. I did not love that. Overall, I feel like this game just had a lot of emotions with it. And then so Monday today, we have that game against the Buffalo Bills and they are hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this game got moved from Saturday because there was a blizzard in Buffalo. And if you have not seen the footage, I'll post it on my story, but you also have to go look at it. The winds and the amount of snow look so insane. There's videos of the wind picking up the snow and it almost looks like an ocean. Like it looks like waves just because of how powerful the snow is when they were originally going to have it on Saturday and even through basically the weekend. They've been offering to pay people $20 an hour to help shovel the snow in the stadium. I know at this point they had said that they got most of the stairs, but like seats and stuff, people are probably still going to be sitting in snow. I mean, I've watched some football games in snow where they're literally shoveling the lines on the field between plays because snow is just constantly covering the field it's interesting to watch definitely a new experience and just trying to figure out like how the heck are they going to play a football game in these conditions so if nothing else watch that game just for that because it's going to be interesting i expect this to be a full-on game all about the buffalo bills And then tonight we have our Monday night game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. I would just so love for Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Bucks to beat the Eagles. Like I've said, it's the playoffs. Anything can happen. And so tune into that game tonight. I also want to acknowledge a few things that have been happening behind the scenes, which I will definitely be covering more in the postseason. But since a lot of teams are obviously not in this postseason, there's been a lot of changes with head coaches, people getting fired, people parting ways, people, you know, moving on to different positions. And so I definitely want to, like I said, cover that more. But a couple of notable things. Bill Belichick is leaving the New England Patriots. He obviously has won them a handful of Super Bowls there. I'm surprised this man is not just retiring. I mean, he's done everything you could possibly imagine in the NFL, but he's looking for a new home. Another big thing, kind of an end of the era, is Pete Carroll, who is the coach for the Seahawks, is moving on to just be more of an advisor for the team. I always say if I needed a personal life coach and it had to be one of the NFL head coaches, Pete Carroll is who I would pick. Him being out of the league is kind of the end of an era. And then in college football, Nick Saban leaving Alabama, retiring from being a head coach in the NFL. He's been coming on to shows like Pat McAfee and stuff like that. So he will likely be in the media, I perceive. But again, just a big end of the era. Having Bill Belichick leaving the Patriots, Nick Saban not at Alabama. I think if you're in this millennial age range... It's a pretty big deal to have these changes happening. All right, let's dive in and cover just a few game day fits because the playoffs people go a little bit all out. 
I want to start with a more casual one, which is Elijah Moore of the Cleveland Browns. He has on orange leather overalls. Cleveland Browns, their color is orange. And so leaning into the team colors, which I like, but these leather overalls, I feel like if you just looked at them like on a hanger, you'd be like, these are not, and these aren't good at all, but pairs it with just a long sleeve white crew neck and then like white sneakers. And so just like a very like casual, but different look from Elijah Moore. Next, I want to mention is Robert Hunt for the Miami Dolphins, and he has kind of like an edgy, preppy look going on. He has on a knit sweater in black that has like red stars, kind of like elbow pads, like in that location, but oversized. And then underneath it, he has a blue button down, so you can see the collar like popping over the sweater. And then the Button down is also longer than the sweater, so it kind of like peeps out at the bottom too. And then he has these wide leg, like washed black jeans with a rip over one of his knees. And so very just like edgy preppy. Honestly, I feel like I could wear this outfit, this great blend of like modern prep. And so I love it. It also just feels like different, I feel like, than other game day fits. Next, I want to mention Christian Wilkins for the Miami Dolphins. And so he has on this like plaid suit, kind of in neutral colors with a blue button down underneath it, black tie. And then he has this really great oatmeal colored coat on top of it. And I feel like the coat on top of it is what makes this outfit because it just adds that extra layer. The suit is the base, but then this jacket is the overlayer, which just elevates it for me. And with that, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. At this point, since we still have those two other games, we don't really know the matchups for next week. We know one of the matchups for next week, but that's it at this point. It really just depends on like seeding and who wins these next couple of games. And so tune in for my Friday morning episode where I dive into the matchups that we will be having next week. As always, thank you for tuning in. It truly means the world to me. We hit an exciting analytics milestone with the podcast. And so It truly means so, so much. Listening helps the podcast, helps it reach other people. And so I can't say it enough. Thank you. And I appreciate it. And I will see you on Friday. This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.